everybody. Welcome back to Q-Tips. We are the Video Store Junkies, and we are back to bring you a few selections to watch over the weekend on streaming. And we're going to get right into it, and I'll throw it to Zach. Well, thank you, Renee. My theme this week is con. And if you know one thing about me, you know that I love the future. And if you know two things about me, you know that I love the future and I love sports. So, of course, my first recommendation is the greatest film made about sports in the future ever. No, it's not future sport. Uh, that was a ripoff of this movie. Uh, it is 1975's Rollerball, starring the late, great James Caan as the worldwide rollerball champion, Jonathan E. He's so cool, he doesn't even need a last name. Now, what is rollerball exactly? Well, it is the sport of the future. It is play. It's a it's a, a a roller skating sport, as the uh, the the name of the the the, the sport would imply, and uh, it's it's pretty much the only sport in the world, as far as I can tell. The the movie's got kind of a cyberpunk aesthetic to it because all the nations of the world have gone bankrupt and everything is owned by mega corporations, and uh, they also own the sport of rollerball, and they're they want Jonathan to retire, but uh, he's got other ideas. So uh, what do they do? They just make the sport more and more dangerous and try to kill him uh, on the on the track. It's a I remember being very disappointed by this film when I was a kid because there's a lot of talking in it. And I was <laughs> like, where's where's all the scenes where the guys are beating each other up? Because rollerball, it's basically like hockey. Uh, there are kind of penalties, although as the film goes on, uh, as they're trying to make it more and more dangerous, they actually just take away the penalties. So basically, it just ends up being a bunch of guys like beating the shit out of each other on the track. Um, but it's got kind of a cool, uh, like I like it. It's it's a very seventies uh, futuristic dystopia type uh, deal. But I I really like it. I mean, it's got uh, a, a lot of a lot of commentary. It's not exactly deep commentary, but you know, a lot of commentary on class and uh, that sort of thing. So uh, Rollerball is playing on Prime Video and Tubi and Pluto TV. A couple, a couple things I wanted to uh, mention about this movie. Uh, I I watched this when I was a kid, like I mentioned, but uh, just rewatched it like the other week. And uh, of course I had to go look up some stuff about it. First of all, this was directed by Norman Jewison, who also directed uh, Jesus Christ Superstar amongst mm. other films. Uh, he actually just died like three weeks ago. So, oh, really? Uh, yeah. Rip, rip Norman Jewison. Uh, he had a very, very interesting filmography. I mean, he did Jesus Christ Super, Superstar in the heat of the night and Rollerball. So I uh, thought that was kind of interesting. Also, uh, this movie features a character named Moon Pie, uh, which <laughs> I, I have nothing to say beyond that. It's just I, I love the fact that it has a character named Moon Pie. It also had another guy in it. I could not I, – I recognize this guy. I could not freaking place him. But I was like, I know that guy's face. I had to look him up. Uh Richard Leparmentier, I'm probably mispronouncing that name. You guys uh, know Richard Leparmentier, right? No, no. Okay, well, you'd know if you saw him because I, like I said, I, I was like, oh my god, I know this guy's face. Uh, he he went on uh, a couple of years later to be featured as the uh, Imperial officer that is choked by Darth Vader oh. uh, on the uh, Star Destroyer. So, yeah, but thought that was kind of funny. And I will also mention, okay, so this is a film that was remade in 2002. Mm -hmm. So as usual, I'm going to mention that you, you are looking for the 1975 version with James Caan, not the 2002 version with Chris oh. Klein and LL oh. Cool J. As much as I love LL Cool J, don't get me wrong. 
Um, no, I kind of went down the rabbit hole a little bit on this film. Um, and yeah, so this, the, the, the remake, which you sh- again, you shouldn't watch it. It's, it's phenomenally <laughs> bad, but it's kind of surprising because it's directed by John McTiernan. And uh, for those of you who are familiar with John McTiernan, uh, he had some of the uh, some of the best action films, arguably, of the 80s and 90s. He directed Predator. He directed Die Hard. Uh, he directed The Hunt for Red October. I mean, he was he, he had a, he had a lot of hits. Uh, this is the movie that literally ended his career. And now you might be saying, wow, it must have bombed really badly. Uh, it must it must have done so poorly that he they they never let him direct a movie again. Well, no, he directed one one other movie and uh, after this in two thousand that came out in two thousand three. Uh, no, this movie ended his career <laughs> because he was. <laughs> I did not realize this. I had never heard oh, of this. No. I swear to God, he he spent almost a year in jail <laughs> because of this movie <laughs> because apparently uh, he had yeah he got sent to jail for uh, wiretapping and then lying to the FBI okay. about wiretapping one of the producers yes. on this film <laughs> who he, he thought was trying to sabotage him. Uh, I, I for some reason I did not know that because I've always kind of wondered like what oh. happened to John McTiernan. I mean he was. He was yeah. hot shit. Yeah, well, it's no. a great story, and, and he was so—he <laughs> did such a bad job, and and just dug himself a deeper and deeper hole. And every opportunity he had to like plea out of it or something, he screwed it up. And 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 then and Hollywood, Hollywood, which will forgive literally anything, including things that you should be tarred and feathered and horsewhipped for, did not forgive this. Yeah. wiretapping them wire hollywood everyone in hollywood lives in fear of someone who would wiretap yes. them mm-hmm. yeah well it was also one of the producers so you know yeah. you got to go after the little guys not the big guys right. so yeah go after the best boy the gaffer <laughs> yeah anyways uh that's all neither here nor there because we're not here to talk about rollerball 2002 we're, we're here to talk about how you should watch rollerball 1975 let me just say it one more time you can watch it on prime video to be Pluto tv I apologize. Uh, that was a that was a bit of a rabbit hole there, but you know, I I went down that rabbit hole myself, so I thought I I would share with everyone else. And uh, speaking of people who should probably be in jail, uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'll pass it to Renee. No, <laughs> we're all wondering like which one, which one. Yeah, yeah. No, you know, it's funny. I kind of had a feeling. I thought, oh shit, it's gonna be me. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, g- you giggled, so you got it. Yeah. Oh my god. Well, thank you so much. So this movie is is a childhood favorite of mine. God, I had not seen this movie forever, and there is a scene in this movie that has stuck with me my whole life, and. If you know this movie, I think you you might know what scene I'm talking about. Anyhow, so this movie has some stop motion fun, and Ooh. it also features there's a little baby Steven Dorf, and his parents went away for the weekend, and he was left alone with his sister. Her, she decides while the parents are away, she's going to have a party, and everything's crazy, and the night just kind of goes wild, and there's a lightning, and this tree gets hit by lightning. They have to have it removed. And there's a hole in the ground. And, you know, of course, what are you going to do when you're a kid and you find a giant hole in your ground? You're going to explore. Unfortunately, things can happen and you may release a demon or two. Ah! But luckily, you've got your good friend Terry around and he knows a lot of stuff and he's going to help you figure this out. That's right. This movie is from 1987 and it is The Gate. Yay. Yeah. You can watch this movie on Amazon Prime and Tubi and the Roku channel. And there is a 
traumatizing eyeball scene. I'll just leave it at that. That's pretty wide, wide open. Uh, but to me, it was it was traumatizing. So yeah, it's a, it's just a fun little movie. I would kind of think of it as a nice little family friendly horror movie. Uh, it's got you know the cast is young, obviously. It's the characters are pretty well fleshed out. They give a lot of um, they give some dimension to these kids. You know, you typically you don't find a whole lot going on with kids in horror movies, but this one's pretty good. And uh, yeah, so this movie is The Gate, and you can find it on Prime and Tubi and Roku. And do you guys do you guys remember the scene I'm talking about? Where he like I opens, do believe so. He opens his hand yeah. and there's like the eyeball. Ooh. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Always like freaky eyeballs. Like that. Uh, was there a freaky eyeball in um, Beastmaster? Is it Beastmaster? Mm. Is there a ring with an eyeball in it? Did somebody have a ring with an eyeball? Oh, that sounds familiar. That sounds familiar. Yeah. Mm. Freaky eyeballs. What? Yeah. Oh, shit, I need to pass it. Oops. Good night. (laughs) These are our two tips for everybody. Um, Well, yeah, so on that note, I will throw it to Bill. Hey. Well, my theme was going to be movies based on stuff by Robert E. Howard. And then I found out that Solomon Kane apparently isn't available anywhere, which kind of boggles my mind because it's like, why wouldn't it be? But, oh, well, we've gone over that before. So I'm going to start with the one probably everyone knows the best, which is Conan the Barbarian from 1982. It's on Prime Video. And this movie inspired so much crap that came after it that I think people have kind of forgotten. It's actually a pretty ripping good movie and has possibly one of the greatest soundtracks ever. The music in Conan is is lit it is so good and you, you're like wow i haven't seen this movie in so long but but this music is it's it haunts me well because it's used in like every trailer uh you know and this thing has just been mined to death it's just a great great soundtrack and a, and a good movie to go with it this is john milius at his most miliosity um it's got arnold young arnold he looks like a baby ripped to ripped to the shred sandal bergman who it just baffles me that she was not a bigger star she's not conventionally beautiful but she's she's got a dancer's body and knows how to move they all had to do their own stunts because they couldn't find anyone who looked like arnold so what was the point and and so lots of injuries a lot of good stories behind the set here um falsa doom is great james earl Jones is absolutely great as the villain he's so charismatic this is just a fun movie. Yeah, it's got a little bit of uh, Seven Samurai and a little bit of this, a little bit of that. A, a, a barbarian movie that opens with a quote by Nietzsche is great. And and Arnold <laughs> Arnold's quoting Attila the Hun. I mean, it's 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 a good movie. It's just a whole lot of fun. He punches a camel. Come on, if you can't have fun with this movie, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Um, just uh, so they don't make them like that anymore. Now, unfortunately, this movie really did inspire. So much garbage. There was the brief 80s muscle man fantasy film. And then when you watch them, you realize, you know, just how good Conan is. It's a real movie. They spent some serious coin to make it look good. I wish it had a little bit more sorcery to go along with the swords. There's a long-standing rumor that they were going to release a toy line based on this. And when they saw how incredibly violent, and it is, bloody and violent when they saw how violent it is they changed it to he-man and masters of the universe but 
My research indicates that's probably not the case, although it's a good story. So let's just say it's true anyway. <laughs> you know, so, yeah, a lot of fun. Definitely worth watching. Revisit this and you might be surprised at just how, how good it really is. You know, I, I actually rewatched this like maybe a month or two ago. And really, I was I was. Yeah, yeah. I was struck at. Uh, well, yeah. First of all, the theme lives in my head i mean it's it's it's, mm. it's going through my head right now it's it's just always in there <laughs> um so yeah i think the thing that really struck me with though was how well a lot of the special effects hold up and i think that's because like john milius knew his limitations and yeah he shows you he shows you bits and pieces like he knows not to linger on the things for too long because he knew that he couldn't sell a, a 20 second shot at something that he knew that he could sell a five second shot at something like that snake man that works like the yeah. giant the it, it works it, it, it is a fantastic fantastic right. scene yeah yes. and it's not and, corny today even today even 30 40 years later and james earl jones turning into a snake okay they didn't have they didn't have yeah. rick baker working for him so no they couldn't have him just sitting there and his face starts stretching out it turns into a snake we see a series of edits which is the smart way to do things you know why why show the entire thing and have it reveal itself as being all foam rubber when you can do a series of cuts and yeah james earl jones just turned to a snake i totally buy that totally buy <laughs> yeah. that yeah it, but, you're, you're absolutely right but let's you know, also, what, let, let, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, sorry you forgot to mention the, the the real star of this movie though bill which is the uh the hairstylist for james earl jones <laughs> <laughs> oh that page boy phenomenal haircut. i know but who's gonna tell him the, the scene where he kills Conan's mom. So so here's the thing. This is one of the few movies that I actually got to see before anyone else did. They had a sneak uh, in uh, when I was going to college in uh, St. Louis. And they said, hey, we're going to we're going to do a sneak preview of a fantasy movie. I'm like, I'm there. And Conan comes up now. It wasn't completed. And and we had we you know we got to watch the whole thing and then we filled out the little card at the end and I told them you need more sword and sorcery you need more sorcery in your sword and sorcery and I said the very last shot is terrible please cut it out and they did because the last shot the last shot was was um it was a matte painting it was obviously a matte painting it was it was the fakest looking thing in the entire film and and they took that away. But uh, yeah, it's good because now the uh, the last shot in that movie is is still one of the uh, biggest un, unfinished promises in film history. Ah, uh, well, that was supposed to be at the beginning of the movie. In fact, I, I think the version I saw, it was at the beginning. And, they, and, and then mm. someone pointed yeah, someone pointed out, well, that kind of kind of gives away yeah. the fact that the hero survives, that he gets to be old and a king. And and then Milius mm. is probably like, nobody thinks I'm going to kill him in this movie. But he saw the wisdom and put the end. And yes. Oh my God! How is it that we have not had a King Conan movie? Oh, every God. it's well. I'll tell you why. It's because of Conan the Destroyer. Probably killed the, the Conan IP. the Destroyer was bad, but I don't think that it was that it. Um, I don't think it lost a lot of money. Um, oh, really? Okay. I don't think so. I mean, I you know you know it, but you know every now and then Milius would come and say, "Hey, I've got a script for Conan." This, by the way, was co-written by uh, John Milius and Oliver Stone. Yeah. Although most yeah. of Oliver Stone's stuff was was jettisoned. Thank God, because apparently uh, in Oliver Stone's version, this took place in a post-apocalyptic uh, future instead of the distant huh. past. And also Conan killed Kennedy. So I don't know. <laughs> Good call look, on Milius's part. Look, yeah. look, look. All I'm saying is my favorite Conan story ever. You remember when uh, there was Conan, the, the Marvel Comics Conan? Oh, of course. You know, 
for a long John time. There was, there was a stuff. there was a what if story. Uh, you remember <laughs> yeah. what if? Where, I remember, you remember what this, if. the one where Conan gets trapped in present day. So what does he do? He becomes a pimp. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Anyways, can I say one more thing? I know that oh, I keep absolutely. Okay. No, go right ahead. You know, you mentioned the theme. I love the theme so much. I actually uh, watched uh, Total Recall. I rewatched Total Recall the other uh, couple weeks ago, and uh, as it started up, I was like, "Oh, hey, Paul Verhoeven must have gotten Basil Paul Doris to 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 do the music again for for one of his movies because, of course, he did the theme to RoboCop." And mm-hmm. because the the theme is just it, it's I mean it's pretty obviously the Conan theme. And I was like, ah, oh, he's kind of lazy, but okay. Uh, he actually did not do the, the the music for that movie. It was uh, Jerry Goldsmith, and I swear to God, like I, I don't. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna link it. I'm gonna link it here because it it just. I mean, tell me tell me this is not the Conan theme. Anyways, I'll 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 let you pass it on. I'm I'm sorry. I'm oh. I'm hogging the the spot. No here. problem. <laughs> I will pass this over to Paul. You know that 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 was such a long digression. You could almost say, "Welcome back." And that fit, kind of fits my theme, and my first uh, recommendation is the TV show Welcome Back, Cotter from 1975, <laughs> starring Gabe Kaplan, and it's playing on Tubi. What? Now, there are four seasons. Just skip the fourth one. <laughs> that I'm just going to say, first three, much better. Um, so you've got Gabe Kaplan plays Gabe Cotter, who comes back to his high school to teach the remedial class that he had been in. The remedial class go, go, that goes by the name the Sweat Hogs, <laughs> and you've got John Travolta as Vinny Barbarino, Ron Paolo as Arnold Horshack, Lawrence Hilton Jacobs as Freddie Boom Boom Washington, and Robert Hedges as Juan Epstein, and not not to mention throwing in Marcia Strassman as Mrs. Cotter. That's we all fell in love with her there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a goofy '70s sitcom that actually is has surprising amount of heart. And if you watch the first episode, you'll even see a very young James Woods as the uh, theater teacher. So uh, there you go. And it's got a kicking theme song that made it to the number one on the charts because it was written by John Sebastian of the Love and Spoonful. Mm-hmm. So so there you go. Um, great show. Fun show. You even have uh, you even have Charles Fleischer show up in it, though. Apparently only 12 episodes. I, I thought he was in it a lot more, but. Uh, he showed up for 12 episodes as uh, as Carvelli. And Deborah Lee Scott is in it for only five episodes, but who cannot forget Rosalie Hotsy Totsy? Yeah. So there you go. Um, yeah. So anyway, there you go. Um, that's about it. That's a, It's a quick hey, and nerdy hey, recommendation. No, can, can it's I just fun. Say, yeah, I, I watched that show first run when it was out, and, and that was must-see TV in my household. But it was one of those shows that, that fell victim to... One of the characters is the breakout character, and suddenly it's the Horseshack show. Oh yeah, you know? yeah, definitely. Yeah, by the fourth season, just forget it. <laughs> yeah. So just watch the first three seasons. I recommend. Well, by but, the fourth uh, season, all anyway. those kids should have graduated anyway. I mean, how stupid were they? <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently, uh, Gabe Kaplan wanted them to go on to community college, and then have oh. Cotter teaching him at community college, and. They said, nope, nope, we we needed more of the same. So, yeah. 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 Well, what can I say? Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, speaking of bad segues, I'll pass this to Zach. Oh, <laughs> oh thank you. I, I thought you were going to say, uh, speaking of people who were in school for far longer <laughs> than they should have been. <laughs> I, I, I'm drawing a blank, folks. It's been a good day, but a long day. Yeah, fair mm-hmm. enough. Uh, okay, well let's let's continue my uh, my my theme this week of of con, 
And let's talk about a film that I think I have recommended before, but I'm going to recommend it again because uh, I think it's one of those movies that does not get talked about a whole lot, but it is a uh, fantastic display of Jane, James Caan's acting ability. And I am, of course, talking about 1981's Thief. Now, this is a Michael Mann film. If you know anything about Michael Mann films in the 80s, it is about criminals. And James Caan plays a, a, a safe cracker. And he's gonna he's gonna retire. He's gonna he's gonna get out of the crime business, and he's gonna go straight and start a family after doing one last job. And if you've ever seen a movie about a criminal doing one last job, well, uh, yeah. you know it, it it might not end great for him. I'm not gonna say anything else. Uh, this is a fantastic crime film, though. I mean, this is uh, Michael Mann had a, uh, a kind of a. a a run there uh, for most of the '80s, where when he's like this Manhunter, uh, he just he just couldn't miss. It's also got a fantastic score by Tangerine Dream. I don't know, uh, you guys probably know that I I love me some some Tangerine Dream, mm. and uh, it's not only does it have James Caan, it also has Dennis Farina, Jim Belushi, and Willie Nelson in it. So uh, great cast. Now, where can you watch Thief? Well, you can watch it on the Roku channel Hoopla. Tubi and Pluto TV. And uh, speaking, oh no, I gotta be nice. Uh, oh, I was about to say ah! something. Uh, <laughs> speaking about uh, someone who's just got to do one last job before they get out, uh, I'll pass it to Renee. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Actually, that's kind of funny because this this recommendation also stars a fellow who's got one last job before he can get out. And you know, sometimes you just gotta put the pedal to the metal and play footsie with fate. That's right. This movie is 1996's Space Truckers, because that's what you all want is a little bit more <laughs> Steven Dorff and Dennis Hopper and Charles Dance and Debbie Mazar. But holy moly, mostly, I think maybe mostly Dennis Hopper. No offense to Steven Dorff. But oh my gosh, this movie is so bizarre, but fun. It's somebody like ate the rainbow and then threw it up all over everything. There are some really, really funny lines in this movie. There are some goofy, goofy bits of this movie. It's just so bizarre and so fun. And it's based off of a video game that Zach is not done creating yet. So eventually that's going to happen. And we'll all know the game that this movie was based off of, because I swear to God, it just feels like, a video game adaptation of, uh, or of, I'm sorry, a movie adaptation of a video game. It's just so strange and bizarre, but wonderful all at the same time. So yeah, my recommendation is Face Truckers. And I believe you can watch this in the exact same place uh, as your last recommendation, Tubi and the Roku channel and Pluto and uh, one other place that I can't remember. <laughs> it's always the last one. Sorry to the last one. It's fine. Uh, well, while you're figuring that out, I will mention that this this movie is. I, I don't think you mentioned that this is a, a Stuart Gordon film. Yes, thank you. Yes, he's oh. he's a yeah. Like <laughs> talk about a guy who should have had bigger budgets to make his movies, but uh, he did. He refused to work within the system, and yeah, uh, so he did what he could. Paid the price. Yeah, and he did dolls. Love dolls. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he did a lot of great movies, but dolls. You know, that's a standout for me. So yeah. Uh, on that note, I'll pass this to Bill. 
Why, thank you. So, as I said, my intention was to do Robert E. Howard movies, so I was going to do Solomon Kane. Then, at the last moment, while you guys were talking in the beginning, I looked up where I could see this, and I couldn't see it anywhere. So then I thought, mm, what about that movie that was actually about Robert E. Howard, The Whole Wide World, which is about his romance with this young woman, which, uh, you know, is a cool movie that took a lot of people by surprise because there's a whole cottage industry of claiming that Robert E. Howard was gay based on absolutely no evidence whatsoever, except the fact that he, he was really a mama's boy and he killed himself when his mom was diagnosed with cancer. But that's kind of a really kind of uh, 1950s attitude toward how you can spot the gay guy in the room. He likes his mom. Okay, so whatever. Anyway, I would recommend it, but I haven't seen the movie. That didn't seem fair, but it is available on just about everything. So I will go see it. So instead, I do what I often do, which is I let Zach inspire me. Um, to, or, or maybe it was Paul. Whoever I think it was Paul talking about. No, maybe it was Zach. Whoever was talking about Conan coming into the present. Okay. Well, so That'd be Zach. That'd be Zach. Well, that triggered a memory. And I was like, I know we have not done this movie. So let me just paint this picture. Let me just do as I often do go off the rails um there was a great one of the greatest marvel comics that has ever been written and and i think in my and i tell people this and they laugh at me and i smack them because they know not what they mean um i think one of the greatest portrayals of dracula ever is in the comic book tomb of dracula 72 issues written by marv wolfman largely um i think it's all marv wolfman and gene colon a fantastic team up it's set in the Marvel Universe, and occasionally he fights Doctor Strange or the Silver Surfer, but for the most part, it's its own thing. Absolutely brilliant. A great portrayal of Dracula. He's the villain, but he's also the main character. It introduced Blade, who's now you know more the most famous part of it. I wish I still had that comic book. Um, just great. And it, it also ended, at the, and the last issue, they tied all these plot lines together and ended the series. I cannot recommend it enough. They have some hardback um, collections of this, and I will not steer you wrong. The last 25 issues of that series is, uh, ranks among some of the best stuff Marvel ever did. So you can imagine how happy I was to hear that the Japanese, Toho Studios, to be exact, the folks who gave us Godzilla, had come up with an animated version of those last 25 um, um, episodes, 25 um, issues. And so we have, and you can go right now on YouTube and look up Tomb of Dracula, a.k.a. Dracula, Sovereign of the Damned, 1980 animated movie. But I just have to give you a, a slight spoiler alert. This thing sucks to a degree that is almost <laughs> impossible to convey. And just to add insult to injury... If you were to scatter around there, just sort of move the cursor and, and press on it, you might well come across some panels that actually look like Gene Colan drew them, you know, which is all I wanted. All I wanted was the story and the and the animated art of Gene Colan and Marv Wolfman, and they sort of give it to you. But holy God, this is awful. It's terrible. It's got some of the worst. First of all, the animation is subpar. And, and they don't make up for it as, as some, some Japanese anime can do by having lots of style and stuff. It's not terribly well done. It has a couple of sequences that are so bad. There's a scene. Dracula at some point becomes human. He falls in love with a, with a human and he becomes human. And we actually get to see Dracula 
at a discotheque. Um, we get to see Dracula when he loses his powers um, eating a hamburger. And it's like a major, <laughs> it's a major plot point. And, and, you know, I mean, literally, I'm, I'm choking up because this was such a desecration of just one of the best things ever. And I'm, I'm, I, I spent money. I ordered this like on the gray market because it never got any good release. And I'm watching this. and I just could not believe I couldn't turn away. I could not turn away. Uh, <laughs> so you can relive the suffering and, and, and watch this and just realize uh, what could have been. What could have been, because it really does follow the story largely. We've got his son, who's sort of an angel. We've got the final battle between him and the Drak Pack. It doesn't have Blade. I think maybe at this point Blade had already been sold off or something. Um, That's about the only thing missing. This is one of my least favorite movies of all time. (laughs) Not that it's one of the worst made. It's badly made, but I've seen way worse. But in terms of the quality of what's based on and the result you could hardly come up with a worse disaster than tomb of dracula aka dracula's sovereign of the damned where's this piece of shit showing only on youtube <laughs> because nobody cares cuz i'm sure it's totally illegal for them to have uploaded onto youtube but the people who made this who are hanging their heads in shame as we speak don't care if they have it taken down it's just because they want this Buried, buried with all those E.T. video games in a landfill somewhere. But no, it's out there. It's out there. And uh, I will just <laughs> shake my head in sadness and, and toss this probably, toss this over to Paul. Probably the most rousing <laughs> uh, recommendation we've ever had. On oh. <laughs> also, oh. can, I, can I just can I just can I just point out for the like millionth time that uh, I just love the fact that one of the greatest horror comic writers of all time was named Wolfman. Absolutely. <laughs> it's just... Absolutely. Talk, you know, about, talk, talk about being destined for something. Right. You know, it's, it's, like the, it's like the first time you're on a horror movie set and lo- making a local film and some big guy comes up and introduces himself as Tom Gore. And you're like, yeah, tell me another one. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of horror movies... <laughs> speaking of horror... Uh, my second pick, again, I talked about my, my theme was people coming back. Well, what can be better coming back than coming back from the dead? Um, <laughs> and what I'm recommending is the Turkish TV series, limited series, it's only eight episodes, uh, Creature. Also, pronounced, the original title is Yaratalan. I, I don't really speak Turkish, so. Um, mm. But you can watch it subbed or dubbed. It's on Netflix. It is sort of a Turkish version of Frankenstein. And when I say that, like all, almost all Frankenstein films, Bill, how close are they normally to the story? Uh, not very. Mm-hmm. Unless, exactly. it, unless it's Frankenstein, it's, it's, the true story, in which case it is uh, a million miles away from the actual story. <laughs> but still really great because you get to see him tear off her head. Oh, yeah, um, sure. But uh, <laughs> Creature um, is, it's it's really well done. Again, it uses that, just sort of that general idea as a launching pad and it takes elements um but it's uh turn of the 20th century uh turkish version of it and you have uh uh tanner olmez plays zia who is sort of our essentially our frankenstein but in this case he is a young medical student and then you have eric Kolat, Kol, kolchak kostendil i, I terribly terribly mm, a terrible nice name try. but he plays 
Isan, who is the creature. Um, it is really well done. And it's really kind of neat because it's it's cool to watch it through a, a Turkish and also a, a Muslim uh, uh, lens, as it were. Uh, there, there's some, there's a, a, a flavor to it and there's certain elements to it that definitely are from that culture. So, um, and a lot of fezes, a lot of fezes, <laughs> but it's really well done. Uh, again, it's, it's eight episodes. Um, and again, it, it concentrates, it does, again, it's one of those ones that does concentrate on, on the monster and sort of his, almost his search for humanity, which kind of ties in somewhat, but, uh, and also what an asshole uh the creator is as it were but he's a little bit more sympathetic i don't know maybe he's kind of a jerk mm. still but anyway um well worth watching again it's really kind of cool for those that kind of twist on that getting that 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 turkish flavor to it highly recommended that's creature on netflix and just i want to throw in a second second recommendation since since you had a non a sort of a non recommendation for mm-hmm. robert howard howard based <laughs> story that's on youtube i have one that is a, fa- a fantastic version of it when you hear the title, you're going to laugh unless you're familiar with the story. And it's Pigeons from Hell. <laughs> oh, wow. It is. It's based. Yeah. Yeah. It's based on a Robert E. Howard short story. And it's on uh, the from the thriller TV show that was hosted by Boris Karloff. Speaking of Frankenstein. Mm. Um, and it was season one, episode 36. You can find it on YouTube. Just search Pigeons from Hell thriller. And it is fucking amazing and creepy as shit and it is one of those ones that if you've seen it before you'll know it is it is really pretty terrifying i actually have two different uh, comic book adaptations of it one of which was sort of like a, a um anyway but they're, they're they're really good too um but uh yeah i highly recommend it um and it's 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 a good one and it's creepy as hell so it's pigeons from hell uh thriller on youtube and that's by a, from a robert e Howard story and uh there you go. Thank you. I've, I've, can I can I can I slip in because I know uh, you guys haven't heard enough from me this week. <laughs> can I can I slip in one <laughs> other non or non non recommendation? Yeah, sure. sure. We were talking about coincidences uh, earlier uh, before we really started recording, and I just wanted to call out. Uh, this is you know sometimes these things happen and, and they just kind of blow your mind. So I watched uh, I watched Rollerball like two weeks ago. Uh, loved it obviously. And I was watching another movie. I was watching a little movie, uh, 1984's Ice Pirates, uh, mm. which if you guys mm. wow. <laughs> don't remember this one, it's a it's a real classic. Uh, it's got Robert Urich. Uh, uh, is it Urich or Urich? I don't know. Uh, Angelica Houston, Ron Perlman. It's a it's a it's a uh, a real ripper. Uh, it is uh, basically you know one of those eight 1980s films where they were trying to uh, copy Star Wars, but they had none of the uh, none of the talent behind it. None of the none of the budget. Oh, it's also <laughs> features Bruce Valanche. Oh my God! Hold on. Let me see if I can find the wait. The, uh... Wait. What? Bruce Valanche? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh. yes. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Rainy, this movie sounds familiar, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. So so. Uh... <laughs> Anyways, so I'm watching this movie, and at one point there are a bunch of guards uh, sitting in in a guard station. And they're watching TV. They're watching sports on TV. And what sport are they watching? They're watching rollerball. Yeah, they're actually. I'm not making this up. They're watching like the 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 uh, the shots for like it makes it look like they're actually watching the sport of rollerball, like with the footage from rollerball. Uh, I I was going to recommend this because it's actually a pretty dumb fun movie. However, streaming sucks, and 
uh, it's it's not playing anywhere. So, uh, yeah. But I just thought that that was a uh, very, very fun coincidence. Hey, Zach, which do you think would actually make a better legit sport? Rollerball or Thunderdome? Mm. Ooh, mm. that's yeah. tough. That's tough. Yeah. Um, oh, man. Probably. Okay, I'm going to say probably rollerball because it would probably be it would probably be easier for them to retain talent because basically thunderdome like one of so, someone's gonna die every time right mm. yeah see, see that's that's part of the appeal for me but yeah no you, you raise a good point um I think there's more opportunities for for product uh merchandising and sponsorships in the rollerball universe so yeah I, just okay. for, pro- purely yeah. from that perspective i, I would i would like Oh, sorry. Oh, go go ahead. ahead. No, I was going to say my problem with rollerball is that it's pretty much roller derby, and I I watched roller mm. derby when I was a kid, and I even after many many hours of watching, I never figured out the rules. Didn't seem to make any sense. Well, rollerball actually has like a ball, and you throw it into a hoop to score, so it's like infinitely yeah. more sensical. Yeah, I, I've been to a roller derby game. It's fun to watch, but yeah, I had no idea what the hell was going on. It's it's one of those uh, it's one of those games you cannot like sit there and figure out the rules if you're just no. watching it. Um, so I just before we sign off here, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm dominating, but I need to I need to mention that Ice Pirates again. I haven't I'm not even recommending this movie. <laughs> Why am I still talking about it? Sure, because it has one of the greatest and by greatest I mean worst lines in the history oh, of wow. film. So at one point, so Bruce Valanche, uh, I, I, I hate to spoil this. You can you can fast forward 20 seconds <laughs> if you don't want Ice Pirates uh, spoiled. But he's like the. Uh, they go to some planet and there are all these like Amazon women and he's like the leader, but then it turns out that he's actually a robot. So they cut off his head and they take his head and he's still talking. He's still Bruce Valanche. And for some reason, I can't even remember it, but uh, I just watched this movie the other night, but they, they need this ring and I cannot remember why. And they know that he has it and they're, they, they realize that he actually has it in his mouth and he like, uh, he gives it to him. And, uh, this is Bruce Valanche's disembodied robot head. And uh, someone asks, someone asks, uh, what else you got in, in there? Uh, he replies, what? Nothing. Why? You want to make a deposit? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> it is the worst. I had to re- rewind just to make sure I understood that someone had written and then filmed yeah. this line. It was a gift. He gave it to me. What else have he got in there? Nothing. Care to make a deposit? Anyways, okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> wow, that's good. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. For some reason, I had a lot to talk about this week, and I apologize. <laughs> yeah, what do you? Who do you think you are? Me? <laughs> <laughs> For the weekend of February 9th, Bill recommended Conan the Barbarian, available on Prime Video. And Dracula, Sovereign of the Damned, available on YouTube. Paul recommended Welcome Back, Cotter, available on Tubi. And Creature, available on Netflix. I recommended The Gate, available on Prime Video, Tubi, Roku, and Plex. And Space Truckers, available on Tubi, Plex, Roku, and Fubo. Zachary recommended Rollerball, available on Prime Video, Tubi, and Pluto. And Thief. Available on Tubi, Pluto, Roku, and Hoopla. Hey!
at last, the space comedy you didn't know you were waiting to see. The Ice Pirates. In the far distant future, in a galaxy where those in the know don't go, real estate is cheap, and they've got great sushi. But there's no water. You got any uh, water? It is a time when desperate men will swing from the chandeliers. Just to get a drink. Just take a look at that. Good men, like Jason, space pirate, and explorer of the cosmos. His chief engineer and fellow rogue, Roscoe. Oh, you quit that. And the beautiful Princess Karina. One tiny band who must bust their buns, battling the masters of all the water in the galaxy. The evil Mithradoids, famous for not being nice. Killing you would be too easy. I have something better in mind. The Ice Pirates. See startling special effects. See depravity in zero gravity. See glamour girls from another galaxy. See kung fu robots. And delight in the mysteries of the seventh world. The one place in the universe to get a decent glass of water. Don't do that. The Ice Pirates. A totally spaced adventure.